Hi there. Thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by Matt, the Mortgage Guy, a California mortgage broker and real estate investor with your interest in mind. For good, honest advice and any of your residential financing needs, go ahead and shoot him a message at matt at themortgageguy.com or feel free to text him directly at 916-529-7600. Remember, when you're ready to apply, call Matt, the Mortgage Guy. And just so you know, for one rental at a time fans, he is waiving his $6.95 processing fee. Take care. Hey everyone, it is Thursday morning. You know what that means. We bring Jonathan Twomley back and we start with unemployment claims. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Uh, and so this morning I, when I was checking my, uh, my email and Facebook and stuff, a, an article popped up uh, that we'll talk about in a bit about the uh, coming debacle in commercial real estate. Uh, but the banner headline across the top flashed up in red, uh, unemployment, you know, unexpectedly high, right? <laughs> Something to that effect. And I said, and my first thought was, well, it's only unexpectedly high if you have not been listening to this podcast. But if you have been <laughs> exactly. listening to this podcast, you you would have been expecting this all along because we've been talking about this week after week after week. Yeah, uh, it is not quite as as high as you had predicted. Yep. Uh, it's close to nine hundred thousand. Uh, yep. They were the, the consensus was for eight hundred and eight thousand new claims, uh, but we are definitely now seeing a trend. It's been up the last several weeks now the highest it's been since september yeah uh and uh this is not good but it's exactly what we thought was going to happen going into the winter months as covid started to uh get out of control and the inevitable you know shutdowns plus people's reluctance to go out has increased so i mean i think a lot of people are uh you know there's still that, that faction out there that's like, oh, we wouldn't have a problem if the government would just not just let people go out and do stuff. Um, mm. I, I, that, I, I don't, I dispute that. I mean, I agree that there, yes, if you shut things down, then it, it affects the economy. We don't really have a test case. We don't have a, you know, a, a, a the, um, the placebo to test <laughs> against this to see what would happen if the government just didn't shut anything down. But I suspect that. You would see a lot of depressed economic activity anyway, because of the number of people who just yeah. don't want to go outside and hang around other people in the midst of a pandemic. So, um, I you know, I think we're seeing both of those effects right now. It's it's the the, the enforced shutdowns plus just the dampening of economic activity as a result of people not wanting to be around other people. Yeah. It's funny. I saw the same headline, right? I saw the number come out. I'm like, you know, just a shy of 900,000. And uh, then I, I saw it. It said unexpectedly missed. I'm like, who the freaking heck is writing that headline? I mean, are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you had to be blind, dumb, and stupid not to see this coming, right? It's. Yeah. I'm, and I'm very surprised that like the economic experts were so conservative in their estimate of how high unemployment claims would be, especially given the fact that they were, you know, they were higher than the 808 last time around, weren't they? I mean, they were, they were actually revised higher. They were 857, I want to say, maybe 837. I think they were 837 last week. Yeah. And the the non-seasonally adjusted number last time around was over 900,000. Yes. So for them, as things are getting worse, 
to forecast a lower number. And maybe they were forecasting it because they were thinking about, well, increased holiday sales, um, you know, that, that would, because it's coming into, you know, it's December, it's Christmas season. So there's a lot, there's always a lot of seasonal demand for, sure. for workers. Part time, even yeah. if they're not in retail establishments now, they'd be in Amazon distribution centers or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, maybe that's what they were thinking. But, you know, the other news that, uh, or part of the, you know, related to this is that retail sales are down. I saw that Wednesday. Yeah. 1.1% on an expectation of 0.3. Again, folks, this yeah. is not good news. <laughs> not good yeah. news. So it, it, and I think, and connected to this as well is the fact that we are finally starting to see what I had expected to happen much earlier, but mm -hmm. hadn't happened, which is we're now seeing, uh, seeing collections lag in uh, multifamily real estate. So yeah, we'll talk about that it's in its own own section. But I, I think I sent you a note. Yeah. I'm seeing it just in my portfolio, right? From what would it be? I guess March through November, we were we were within a point, maybe a point and a half of year on year comparison. So not yeah. not crazy. Uh, but December, whoo! I, I think I'm down six percent, but my my management company is down seventeen percent across wow. the portfolio. Wow. So. Um, Congress, get off your ass. Stimulus is needed. People have burned through savings. And part of the economy is not functioning. And if you let it go, it's going to get worse and worse. It's just going to build on itself. Yeah. Well, I, I saw oh. an interesting comment today too. Bless mm -hmm. you. Thank you. Uh, on an article on Seeking Alpha that then I couldn't find when I went back before the, to, to find it before the show. I couldn't find it. But I couldn't remember which one it was. But um one of the just important things that it pointed out, which is like one, one of the things that when you read it, you're like, well, oh, duh, but you know, but who thinks of it, right? Yeah. Was the issue of, well, look, they were talking about, uh, you know, the Fed having run out of juice really to do anything about the economy and the Fed itself saying, come on, Congress, put money in people's pockets. Like it only helps so much for us to make interest rates lower for investors, yeah. you know, it's or for people who want to buy homes or whatever that only goes so far. We need to actually put money into people's pockets so they can go out and spend it. Yeah. And uh, but what this person very intelligently pointed out was, you can give them the money, but you can't make them spend it. Right. Exactly. Now, generally speaking, if you give them more money, they will spend more money. But if people are already feeling stressed out and they're feeling like this may be it that they're going to get, or their job is not coming back anytime soon. It's going to cause them to save that money and only yep. use it for essentials. So it's not, it's going to keep the economy from falling even further, but it's not really going to create a, a stimulative effect in terms of like driving economic growth. So, uh, yeah. you know, if the, if the bill that comes through and it's looking like maybe kind of, sort of, we're going to get something, yep. uh, but, but it's definitely the slim down yep. stimulus, not, the enormous stimulus that uh, that say the Democrats wanted, uh, but better than nothing. Sure. Um, you know, it's gonna it'll help, but in terms of really turning things around, uh, it's it's difficult. And and as I as I uh, you know I interviewed Ryan Severino, who's the chief economist of Jones Lang LaSalle, for my my last mastermind day for my multifamily launchpad members, uh, and and Ryan, you know, just came out and said. The recession is the pandemic and the pandemic is the recession until we fix the pandemic we can't fix the recession yeah. so uh 
you know, hopefully we get these, uh, these vaccines that really turn out to be effective and they're widely, you know, they're distributed fast enough. But everything I've read suggests that it's going to take most of next year yeah. to get it fully rolled out. Yeah. Uh, and, they're, and they're triaging, which they should. And they're going for the healthcare workers first and mm-hmm. at-risk populations. But, you know, let's, let's face it. Uh, a lot of those at-risk populations, they're not going out and spending a lot of money, right? They're not, old folks are not, they're not going to like suddenly start going out and like hitting the clubs. Yeah, and, they're not going know, on cruise ships. Like not, <laughs> yeah, well, they're probably not going to, who knows, maybe they'll go on cruise ships again. But, uh, you know, they're, they're generally when you're at that point yeah. in your life, you're not really. Yeah, you're not the big there. spender. Yeah, you're not out there doing a whole lot, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of taking it easy. So um, I, I think it's going to be a while before we, we see um, a yeah. real recovery. And, and I, I saw something else today which suggested that, you know, predictions are for unemployment to be at 5% I by the that. end of next year. I, I'm a little skeptical about us. You know, 5% has been considered full employment, for most, full yeah. employment for most of our history, right? Yeah. And the idea that we're, and we, we actually got past full employment and like, no, yeah, it's a it's a it's a term of art, full employment. So people are like, "Well, how could you get past full employment? Why is five percent, you know, unemployment, full employment?" Yeah, it's just it's a it's an economic theory. You know, the, yeah. Um, the uh, the the point is that uh, it, it, I just find it hard to believe that, given the number of businesses that have already failed, the number of businesses that are going to fail over the winter, uh, and just the the continuing lag on things like tourism. Yeah. Frankly, I think I think the United States has taken a beating in terms of its reputation internationally in its handling of this COVID thing. And I think that it's going to be a few years before we start seeing the levels of tourism that we've seen in the past, just because I think the trust has really gone yeah. down internationally in the U.S. So I, I don't I'd be really surprised to see 5% unemployment at this time next year. Well, there's a couple of things I want to say as we wrap this up. First off, I had the same feeling when they, the Fed actually talked about 5%. I believe we're artificially low just because the way they calculate U3, i.e. women leaving the labor force, all of that stuff, which you and I've yeah. talked about ad nauseum. But that's going to have the reverse effect. As they come back, as daycare opens up and as kids can go back to school, women will come back to the workforce and then be counted. So it's going to be, it's going to be sticky uh, on its way down, right? Elasticity, if you will, is going to be sticky. Second, uh, folks, don't be surprised if next week's unemployment claims is worse. I just want to get that on record now so you don't see stupid headlines about unexpectedly bad. Uh, the other thing I want to say is this is not stimulus. I think we need to co- stop calling it stimulus. This is truly life support for some families. Yeah. It's not stimulus. I, and I think, I think that's an important point to make too, because when people are talking talk about bitcoin later but a lot of what is driving the growth in bitcoin is the is the idea that with all this money that's been pumped into the the world uh there's going to be inflation mm-hmm. right and so people are rushing into stuff like bitcoin because they see it as, as an inflation hedge it's not created its own you know mm-hmm. cycle of fear of missing out which drives the price higher and it's unrelated to that but the, the but the thing is that now, we've been talking about the inflation bomb hitting for more than a decade now. Oh, easily. Yeah. Right? Ever since the huge stimulus that was passed in 2008, 
Uh, yeah, the original the very, QE. <laughs> yeah, the, at the very end of George Bush's term, when they passed an enormous stimulus bill, uh, and people have been saying since then that inflation was going to get out of control, and it and it didn't. And the reason there's a lot of reasons why it it didn't, but one of the reasons was that a lot a lot of what that bill was about was pulling forward spending that was already earmarked like all the, the shovel-ready projects mm -hmm. and paying states money teachers employed, right? So it wasn't like taking, it wasn't helicopter money, right? It wasn't saying like, hey, the, uh, you know, we've got full employment and now we're just going to dump a bunch of money on people. If you do that, you will get inflation for sure. Mm -hmm. it, it, in, in that regard, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act was probably much more inflationary than the stimulus because we were at full employment and suddenly they're like, hey, we're going to just cut taxes. Yeah, more money. And more yeah. and, and, and add fuel to the fire. Mm. And it did. It, it drove up asset prices even further because of who got, the, who got their taxes cut, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, this stimulus bill right now is literally the, like, keep people afloat. It's replacing, it's not giving them money on top of their no. salary. Life it's replacing, yeah. it's replacing money that they would have gotten otherwise. It's filling a hole, it's a huge hole that was dug in the economy. Yeah, totally agree. So the idea that this is going to create inflation is 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 kind of, I, I think, off base. And you see it in the fact that inflation is not responding, right? Exactly. Inflation is, I think they said it's now up to 1.8%. Mm. You know, in the last 10 years, in the whole history of inflation over the last 10 years, it hit 3% one time in the, in the last decade and mm. then dropped back down to 8%. 0.8%. No, sorry, 1.8%. 1.8%. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so again, as you said, Michael, this is this is this is life support. I don't think this is going to lead to inflation. Uh, I think deflation is the more the bigger fear. Yep. And, uh, and and so, if you're making investment decisions based on your fear of inflation, mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure that that is really. Uh, really the best way to be approaching this. My, Very my cool, team. folks. Yep. So we'll wrap this one up and uh, pay attention for the next one. We are going to talk about something we teased last week, uh, i.e. rent collections, which were, we thought were soft, but we weren't sure if they were weekend related. And we're going to talk about some rent decline. So pay attention for that one. Thanks, Jonathan.